You're listening to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode 14. All right, let's jump into today's episode. We're calling it the friendship factor. You know, having peace and joy in your life is highly dependent on the people you choose to be around you. And we're going to cover that today. Guys, listen, your friends are everything in your life. Your relationships are everything in your life. Who you date, who you hang out with, who you associate with, who you talk with. Who you hang around, that is everything in your life. And for you to have some sensibility and some peace of mind and real joy in your life, you got to have the people that add to that joy because people will take it from you or give it to you. You know, I heard it said one time, when the devil wants to ruin your life, he'll send a person into your life. When God wants to build your life up, he'll send a person into your life. People are everything in life. You know, life is great when you're on an island or you're at a mountain retreat or you're taking a walk or you're hanging out by yourself. Life is great. But life changes when two people come together. You bring all your stuff into their life. They bring all their stuff into your life. When I got married, I didn't just marry my wife. I married her past. I married her history. I married her her family all of her influences, everything that comes with my wife came into my life. All that I was, all my life, all my function and dysfunction came into her life. Everything is based on your friendships, your relationships, your connections. And we're going to spend some time talking about that because I believe once we can get some of the things in our life worked out with friendships and relationships, we're going to have a lot more peace and joy to the fullest in every area of our life. When our kids were young, we taught them this verse, Proverbs 13 and 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Wow. Is that not true? We taught this to our son when he was in his toddler years in the form of a song. I'm not going to sing it to you, but we wanted him to memorize this verse. And to this day, I guarantee you, he can still quote this verse. Because everything in your life is friendship. You show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Everything in your life is about the friends you choose. Um, The friends you choose determine the course you chart. The friends you make are the friends that make you. Most of life boils down to, to this. What friends are you choosing and what friends are choosing you? Life really revolves around three things. Finding friends making friends, and keeping friends. So we're going to talk about seven qualities of great friendships, seven qualities of choosing the right people to bring into your circle of friendships. And I've made it into an acronym, F-R-I-E-N-D-S, friends. And we're going to take the word friends and we're going to to share seven points that will help you choose the right friends friendships, the beneficial friendships, the people that you'll want to bring into the circle of your life. Number one, 
the letter F. Friends should be fun. Friends should be fun. You know, that's really the first stage of all friendships. We all enjoy having friends that make us laugh or like we just have fun with. You know, we have special hobbies and interests. Maybe you've got friends that like to ride on Harleys. Maybe you've got friends that like to, uh, you know, play sports and pick up basketball. And so the first stage of friendships is those that we choose that have our similar interests. You know, this is the first place where where everybody kind of locks in and starts finding common ground, neutral ground. But, you know, honestly, this is where a lot of people stop with their friends. Think about it. How much of your life is always funny or having fun? You know, and, you know, when you get around friends that you have fun with, and then all of a sudden those friends maybe want to go to another level in friendship other than just having fun. Sometimes I found even in my own personal life, I've had friends in my life that we had great fun together and we just loved hanging out, but we could never really get serious about anything because when you started discussing your faith and when you started discussing you know, issues and problems in your life, you could feel that disconnect. It's like they weren't really interested in getting deeper because they just want to be around fun. They got enough problems of their own and they don't really want to have serious connection. It's all how much fun can we have? How much laughter can you bring into my life? And so those type of uh, types of friends are great, but there's a deeper level of friendship. And I found that I've met a lot of people who have a lot of fun time friends, friends that they don't want, you know, they don't want to do anything else but have fun. But when you get sick, hurt, stressed or confused or discouraged, you, you feel defeated. You have some real depression going on. You feel a little bit temperamental on those days. Your insecurities start to show and your unlikable side starts to come out and sometimes even insufferable moments in your life. You're intolerable and even offensive. Sometimes people just don't want to have anything to do with you at that point. It's like, I'm out of here. And as, as people who are looking for meaningful friendships, meaningful connections, and the closer you get to Jesus in your life, the more meaningful relationships you're going to want to search out. And those fun time friends, they're okay, but those are the ones that you're not going to bring into your deeper circle, your deeper, closer circle. We'll talk about that in a, in a little while. Because a real friend is determined to love you and help you no matter what condition you are, mentally, emotionally, physically, psychologically, when you're struggling. Those types of friends are the type of friends you want. They'll accept you regardless of what you're going through. But fun time friendships, they'll accept you for a season, but not necessarily want to have any other deeper connection with you. And so it's important that we go deeper in our friendships because fun time friends don't really help you. They help you kind of get your mind off of things. But after a while, you're going to want something more than just fun time friendships because the reality is we don't have, we're not just in a fun time uh, mode or frame most of the time. Most of our life involves different levels of need and, and dependency and connection. And so you've got to have more than just those fun time friends. You, you just stay shallow if that's all you have is fun time friends. Fun time friends tend to be fair weather friends. When things get tough, they're gone. They're only around you when the weather is fair. That's why we call them fair weather friends. So if you're going to have meaningful life experiences 
and you're going to have things that change you and improve you, you're going to need more than just fun time friends. And I know a lot of you that I'm talking to today, especially young people, high schoolers and college age folks, you're, you, you've got a big circle of fun time friends. But then the other part of your life is lonely because you know that those people that like to have fun aren't going to want to be around you when you're, when you're struggling. The circle narrows when you need friends that are, that are there for you no matter what. So number one, a level of friendship is fun time friends, but we want to go deeper than that, don't we? Number two, the next letter in our acronym R is real. Relationships, real people, real friends are few. Um, your circle of friends. That uh, when I when I talk about circle of friendships, um, when my daughter was younger, I gave her an illustration to help her throughout her life to choose friendships. And I said we have this level of circles that emanate from us in our relationships. We have this outer border of friends that people that are kind of far from us, they're acquaintances, they're people we know, they're people we associate with, they're people that are in the important aspects of our life, like school teachers and bosses at our job and classmates, kind of in a general sense, are in that circle way out. Then the closer, the next circle in is people that we associate with that are more beneficial, like maybe study groups, Maybe people that we're at the lunch table with. Um, maybe people that we work with, our coworkers. We're not really close with them, but we interact with them all the time. So that would be the next circle in. That next circle in is people that we associate with, that we talk to, that we call, that we hang out with a little bit more. We go over to their house. We maybe get together for a movie. Um, kids in our youth group, our small groups that we have, maybe in church, you're in church and you have a small group of relationships in a Bible study or something where you kind of do a little more sharing. That might be a person that you've kind of soloed out of your workmates and they're the person that you maybe do lunch with all the time or you call them during the day or you might text them. And then you have that inner circle of people that is on the borderline of becoming really close to you. They're, they're like on that last circle before your inner, inner circle. They're the inner circle where you know, you're texting them a lot, you're calling them a lot, you're hanging out a lot, you find yourself getting together more often. Um, it might even be somebody you're dating, you're not really serious with yet, but you're, you're drawing them into that inner circle. And then you have your most inner circle, your closest confidential people that you can share anything with. You laugh together, you cry together, you you do life together. You don't just hang out and go out and do things all the time together, but you tell it all. You may even share things that you wouldn't share with anybody else. Your dinner, your innermost secrets, those, those skeletons that you have, you're even okay with letting them know. And these could be people even other than your parents or family. I know folks out there that have great friendships that are closer than their family. My wife is my most inner circle person. She knows everything. I'm talking about the good, bad, and ugly. And I want her to be on my most inner circle. But I'm talking about maybe kids don't tell their parents everything, but they've got another friend that they tell. I would, I would like to recommend to you that you bring the people that are most important in your life that you know 
whatever it is that you're going through, they'll never, ever, ever, ever disown you. They'll never push you away or slight you out. Those are the people you want in your innermost circle. And I told this to my daughter a long time ago because I wanted her to identify those people in her life that where they should go on the circle. And I would ask her sometimes, she would make a friend with somebody. And I would ask her, I say, okay, so tell me where they're at on the circle in your life. Are they on the most outer circle? Are they in the middle somewhere? Are they, are they in, in, in? And sometimes when she didn't know it, it would cause her to stop and think and identify because there are certain people that are going to be in the, in the, in the, in one of those circles in your life. It doesn't need, it doesn't mean they need to come all the way in, but if you can identify people You'll guard yourself from letting them in too closely. Some people need to stay on the most outer circle and even away from your circle. Because you, when you're honest with yourself, when you look at your circle of relationships, you can more honestly identify where people should go in that circle. And if you've brought people you know shouldn't be in that circle too close to you, you can identify it quickly. You know, this person is readily becoming a person that's on my inner circle. They're about to come into my most inner circle. Am I willing to gamble my future and my life for letting that person come in all the way? See, this is going to help you identify it. And honestly, you can't just bring everybody into your inner circle. You have to have some discretion. You have to have some, uh, you know, privacy and, and you can't tell everybody everything. You can't, some people are super transparent like me. I'm transparent. The longer you get to know me, the more I'm going to tell you because I like it to be an open book. Now I've, I've gotten hurt. I've told some people the wrong information. I've shared things with people I wish I hadn't because I'm a transparent person. And if you're a transparent person, that is even all the more reason why you need to have these circles in your life to identify where people go so that when you communicate with them and talk with them, if you give yourself a self-check and say, outer circle, you can guard what you say. Proverbs 18 and 24 is pretty clear on this. It says, a man with too many friends comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That scripture often we use as Jesus being that friend is closer than a brother. But really at that time, he wasn't talking about Jesus. He was talking about bringing fewer people into your, he said, the friend who is closest to you is like a brother. And that's what you, when you have too many people coming into your inner circle, if you're a leader, you can't just have everybody coming into your inner circle. You have to be very selective because your friends affect you. And so we're talking about number two, the letter R, being real. Those are the people you want to bring closer into your circle. Real friends are always going to trump fair weather friendships. You know, if you've got some real friends, those fair weather friends that come and go won't hurt you as bad if you have some real friends in your life. Um, you're going you're gonna to come to ruin, the Bible says. A man with too many friends comes to ruin. There's just some people that should not be in your circles. The word comes to ruin literally means broken in pieces. You're going to be broken in pieces if you have too many friends in the wrong circles. So don't bring all your friends into your most inner, inner circle. This is what separates super friends from superficial friends. You know, I used to watch this 
show when I was a kid. It was about superheroes and it was called Super Friends. It was the Justice League and they called it Super Friends. The super friends you want in your life are the ones that have some quality about them that deepens your faith, improves your life in some way or another, strengthens you, fortifies you, supports you, is there for you, is more like you, and identifies with you in, in, in the areas of your life that are important to you. That's the type of friends we need. Real friends will hold you accountable. Proverbs 27, five through six says, an open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. So when you have real friends around you, they'll tell you the truth when you don't wanna hear it. But that's the kind of people you want in your life. This is a deeper level of friendship. We want real friends. Proverbs 27 and 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Proverbs 27 and 9 says, the heartfelt counsel of a friend is as sweet as, as perfume and incense. I like to think of it this way. Good friends say things that make you happy, but real friends say things that make you better. Let me say that again, because I know you're taking notes, right? Good friends say things that make you happy. Real friends say things that make you better. Hey man, I want to give your ears a quick break and remind you something very important we always do in every episode to remind you to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcast. This helps us just increase more awareness from the public towards our platform and podcast and helps us share this content with more people and help more people discover how to have peace and joy in every area of their life. So let's jump back into it. Hey, we're talking about friends. <laughs> hope, you, hope you guys have at least one or two friends in your life, but God wants you to have more and he wants them to be better quality and uh, more enjoyable. Man, guys, sometimes we have friends and I wonder if they are our friends. I, I'm like, we, we have friends, but we have those friends that we like that live in other states and other places in the country. Hey man, let's learn how to embrace our relationships better and be a better friend to others. So let's jump back into it. All right, the third level of friends, you have F, fun time friends, R, real friends. Number three, you want friends with integrity, the I integrity. Um, Proverbs 1, 8 through 16 basically tells us don't run with people who get into trouble. Just don't hang around people that take you places and go places you know you shouldn't be. And you can identify that. One time I was out in my front yard and we have two Boston Terriers and one of our Boston Terriers disappeared under the porch for a few minutes and was like, where is she? And then the next minute she comes out with a snake skin in her mouth. And I'm like, oh my goodness, where did this? I mean, a snake had shed itself and shed its entire skin. And it looked like a full rattlesnake. I thought she had a snake in her mouth when she ran out from underneath the porch. But the closer I looked, I finally got up to her. She was just dragging this big old snake skin around. And I was like, there is our dog in the darkest place under our porch, hanging out where the snakes are. And she runs out with a snake skin in her mouth. And it wasn't 30 minutes later, she disappeared again and she came running out from our porch with another snake skin in her mouth. And it's it somehow, I guess, a, a, a few snakes had got under our porch and all shed their skin at the same time. It's where, 
You know, I've found that in the dark places, in the sellers, quote, 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 unquote, sellers of life, the dark places, the, the bad places, the den of evil where people hang out is usually where snakes slither and crawl. And I've told people, you can play with snakes. There's, you know, if you want to play with snakes, that's fine, but there's no guarantee you won't get bit. And the longer you play with snakes, the sooner you will get bit. You know, talking about activities and places where you go, people say, well, you know, it's not going to bother me if I go there because I'm impervious to that. Uh, You know, it's not going to affect me. It's not going to hurt me. Guys, can we just be honest with ourselves? If you hang out where snakes hang out, you will eventually get beat, bit, and beat. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, in the uh, Common English Bible, I like this version. It says, don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. We're talking about choosing friends with integrity that live right, that do right, that make good decisions, that make good judgment calls. One of our previous podcasts, we talked about uh, the pursuit of excellence. And we talked about um, living a life that, a pure life, a connected life, being with people that make you better. That, that tell you the truth, that don't take you down roads you know you shouldn't go. You got to pick friends that you know won't ruin your reputation if someone else sees them. You know, sometimes we like to hang around people, but those people are also, people will also identify us by the people that we hang out. And you might be all good. You might be making the right decisions and you might be doing the right things. But if you hang out with people that don't, you'll be identified with those people. You know, real friends and friends that walk in integrity won't let you do things that ruin your reputation. Second Corinthians 6 and 14 says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. A lot of times when you see the word yoked, you think of being in an egg, yoked together. That's not what that means. It means when, when you're an oxen or a a large cow and you have a, an ox, like a, like a stock around your neck, you're yoked to that thing. And there's another ox inside the other hole where the stock has come down to plow the field. If one of those oxen is wanting to go the other way, they're going to drag you with them. The oxen that are in a stock or in a yoke to plow a field need to learn how to walk in the same direction so that they can carve the right path for their life. That's what it is with relationships. If you're yoked together with somebody that wants to go a different direction, they're going to take you down the wrong path. They're going to carve a different path, a crooked path outside of the boundaries and the path that God has for you. That scripture in 2 Corinthians 6.14 goes on to say, do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness? I say this way, are you yoked or are you choked? See, if you're yoked with somebody you won't that, that's on the same path with you, you won't feel that choke on your neck when you're walking the same path together. It's, as, it's when that other person wants to go in a different direction. And it may not even be a wrong direction. It may be a direction that you just aren't called to go down. They may, they may want to go a diff, they may want to 
you know, watch different TV shows or, you, you know, you just start losing common interest and that's okay. I'm talking about a deeper level. I'm talking about someone that wants to go down a path that you know God has not chosen for your life. And so they start to veer down that path and it pulls on you. You feel the choke. Are you yoked or are you choked? I'm not saying, guys, listen to me. I'm not saying that you can't have unsaved or, or unsaved friends or friends that are non-believers, but you should have a real plan to share the gospel with people and be determined to live a model life that God has called you to, living in such a way that would bring a benefit to your life. I know that we all have issues. None of us are perfect. And we can't be perfect for everybody. I get that. But we do want to strive to walk in such a way that would that would benefit our life. I say it this way. Sin doesn't grieve the Holy Spirit because it hurts the Holy Spirit. Sin grieves the Holy Spirit because it hurts you. It takes you out of what God's best is for your life. We all have issues in our life. We all have certain sins and certain faults and failures in our life. And 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 to say that that we can't get to heaven with certain sins in our life, that's I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about making decisions that benefit you and will make your life on earth a living heaven instead of a living hell. Those are the type of people you need in your life that encourage that kind of behavior, that holds you accountable when you go to, I mean, don't just hang around people that just want, don't care what you do and, oh man, that's all right. That's what you do, man. No, you don't want friends like that. You want friends around you that will encourage you and say, hey, I remember when my daughter was in um, uh, her kid's kids ministry in our church. And I think she might've been in the fifth or sixth grade. And she was standing with a friend and, and we were having a time of worship and music and kids were singing and, and her friend wasn't singing and worshiping. And my daughter had her hands lifted up and was singing and, you know, enjoying and entering into the time of music and worship. And she stopped for a minute and she looked over at her friend and she said, you know what? This isn't the friend that I know. The friend that I know would lift their hands and worship. Something's wrong. And so my daughter was making a decision at that point that she was going to be a friend with some integrity that would challenge a lack of character in her other friendships. I'm not saying that you should be judgmental and and cast judgment on people, but we can't just be lackadaisical friends with each other. We got to have some integrity. You want to choose friends in high places. You know, when you choose a friend, you got to say to yourself, what's in this friendship for me? What, what is this friendship ultimately going to mean to me down the road? And I think sometimes we can kind of tell the future when we make certain friends. We know we got to be honest. You got to be honest with yourself. I tell people, you got to just drink a great big glass of honest tea. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to say, what's in this friendship for me? Is this going to take me down the wrong road? Does this person have enough integrity in their life that would benefit me? It's okay to say that. It's not being selfish at all. You're making a determination on where you should bring that person into the circle of your friendships. You know, self-respect earns respect. So you have to live bold And I believe people will respect you for it and join you in that, or either they'll determine, yeah, I just don't think that this is for me. And if you have a friend that doesn't think integrity is important, then by all means, you just kind of need to let them go. Because I'll ask you a question. Are you a garden or a trash can? 
Are you a, 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 is the soil of your life a place where people can sow seeds that will grow into something beautiful, something powerful, something positive, something beneficial to your future? Or are you a trash can? You just let people dump all kinds of stuff into your life you know, because the more garbage you let inside your life and you overflow with garbage, you'll start, you'll start to see that your life is really not in a place where it should be. That's the best I can say it. Don't allow people to dump their trash in your life ever. I say live the life that you want other people to find attractive because victorious living attracts the right people in your life. Your life should make unruly people, the people that like to get down into trouble and find it and look for it, it should make them feel a little uncomfortable. By all means, give grace to people. Nobody's perfect. But guys, your friendships shape your life. I said it earlier, the friends you choose today is the the course you chart tomorrow. So pick the right friends. Friends with integrity, friends with character, friends that will take you to high places and not the low places. The California redwoods are the largest trees in the world. You can drive cars through these. They're in California. If you've never seen them before, it's the most beautiful thing ever. And these California redwoods, you can literally draw a ton, you can carve a tunnel in them and drive a van through. I've seen pictures of them. They're the largest living things on the planet, basically. They grow up to 400, somewhere 400, 500 feet tall. But interestingly about the California redwoods, their roots are fairly shallow. Um, and so you'd think, man, these roots of these trees must go super, super deep into the ground. They don't. They actually, to compensate for having shallow roots, They literally grow together in groves and what they do is they interlock their roots with other trees, which gives them the enormous stability and strength that they have to withstand anything. What's happening here is the root systems of these California redwoods are literally holding each other up. That's what these, and, and it's because their roots are tangled up with each other. And if you entangle the root systems of your life, your deepest core beliefs, who you are, what you are, what you want in life, what's valuable to you, your faith, your relationships, your lifestyle, the things that are valuable to you, when you begin to interlock with other people that have likewise root systems, you actually hold yourself, you you actually help hold each other up. That's why it's important to pick friends with strong integrity. Psalms 1, 1 through 3 is one of my favorite passages of scripture. I memorized it when as a child. And it says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. See, there's three types of friends in this verse that you read about. He says, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, is another translation. In other words, you don't receive counsel and friendship and advice and and relationship with wicked or ungodly people. You don't walk with them. You, you, you don't walk together. You don't hang out together. 
And then it says, nor stands in the path of sinners. You don't even have a standing relationship with people who, who live ungodly, unholy lifestyles. It's, it's all right to have friends, but you got to know where they go on the circle. And you have to have a real plan in pr- place to share your faith, to share your life with, but not to have in deep intimacy with. It says, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, unforgiving, un- bitter people. I tell married couples all the time, if you're struggling in, in your marriage, it's best that you don't hang around other people who have been through divorce or broken marriages because they will steer you wrong every time. They will tell you, yeah, I think you should get a divorce because you're headed in that way anyway. So it's important that we pick the right friendships because it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night. I would say the new covenant testament of grace, knowing Jesus, having a relationship with God. It says when you hang out with people like that, you will be like those California redwood trees who are firmly planted by streams of water which yield its fruit. You're going to be fruitful. Your leaf won't wither and whatever you do will prosper. The opposite is also true. If you hang out with people who don't walk in integrity, they're ungodly, they live sinful and unholy lifestyles, and they're unforgiving and bitter and haven't learned to let go of the past, if you maintain deep, intimate relationships with these people, the opposite will be true. You won't be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water. You won't be fruitful or productive in your life. You'll wither and whatever you do will not prosper. Man, time goes by so fast and we're already out of it for this episode. I want to encourage you to subscribe and leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and then share this content with one or two other people in your life that need to hear what you're hearing today, especially those friends and relationships that may be struggling how to grab a hold and find the right connections in their life. And uh, because of wrong connections, they've actually disconnected themselves from pursuing all that God has for them. And uh, we want to help people have healthy relationships, eliminate some of those relationships that are harming us and grasp on to the, uh, uh, just the future that God has for us. God wants us to cross that finish line. We're going to, but we need to be joyful and happy and excited when we break that tape. I'm excited to be sharing more content with you next week on this very same topic. And until then, we'll see you. Oh, 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 oh,